0: This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Welcome to the radio and internet ministry of the Christian Crusaders. What does a real Christian look like? Is it someone who is nice, doesn't swear, or goes to church every Sunday? What about the person who quotes Jesus a lot? Stay with us as we study the words of Apostle John in our message, Taking a Deeper Walk.
1: Last Sunday, I began a sermon series entitled Deeper. Today we're going to continue on and learn something about what a real Christian looks like in our message entitled, A Deeper Walk. I hope you will stay with us and be blessed as we worship in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's pray. Almighty God, as we take this time to tune into your word for us, help us by the power of your Holy Spirit to take it all in that we might grow stronger and have our roots go deeper in the soil of your gospel. In the name of Jesus, we ask this, amen. We actually have three readings from the first letter of John for our message for today. The first of these readings is chapter one, verses five through seven. This is a message we have heard from him and proclaim to you that God is light And in him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. The second reading is from chapter 2, beginning at verse 3. And by this we know that we have come to know him. beginning at verse 7. Little children, let no one deceive you. Whoever practices righteousness is righteous as he is righteous. Whoever makes a practice of sinning is of the devil, for the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. No one born of God makes a practice of sinning For God's seed abides in him, and he cannot keep on sinning because he's been born of God. By this it is evident who are the children of God, and who are the children of the devil. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor is the one who does not love his brother. Here ends our readings. Dear friends, recently I was having a conversation with someone about a professional baseball player, and he said to me, I really like that guy. He's a real Christian guy. I should have pursued this question, but I did wonder when he said that, what he meant when he said he's a real Christian guy. I mean, how would you describe what real Christians look like? What's the mark of a real Christian? What should we be looking for? Someone might say, well, it's someone who is nice, who doesn't swear and goes to church a lot. Someone else might quote Jesus, by how we love one another, by this people know you're my disciples. That's what Jesus said. Someone else may say, well, it's the person who has accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, said a prayer, asked him into his heart, come forward. I think it's an important question for us because according to surveys, three out of four Americans describe themselves as Christians. So how do you know if someone really is one? And maybe you've even wondered the question, how do I know if I'm one? Early Christians in the second and third generations, after the life and death and resurrection and ascension of Jesus Christ, were struggling with a question like that, questioning their faith as well as the faith and the teachings of some preachers that were coming around that the apostle Paul called liars people dangerous to the faith. How do we know what a real Christian is, was the question. The Apostle John, who was one of the original 12 disciples of Jesus, sets out in this letter that we have in our New Testament to answer that question, as he describes for us three litmus tests, so to speak, that tell us if a person's a Christian. There's the doctrinal test, what do they believe? There's the ethical test. How do they live? And then there's the relational test. Who do they love? In today's passages, which I read for you, he is describing the second test, how real Christ followers live. First John says, a real Christian is someone who walks in the light. John starts this section by saying that the message from Jesus is that God is light and in him there is no darkness, which means stands for evil at all. So what is he getting at? Light stands for God's holiness, his goodness, his perfect conduct and character. He's describing the ethical, moral conduct and character of the Almighty. And he says, therefore, God's children, those who trust Jesus, are to walk as children of light, to themselves act with holiness and goodness, walking in God's light, not in the darkness of evil, putting aside sinning. John says there are benefits to walking in the light. He says if we walk in the light, we have fellowship with one another and forgiveness. Makes sense. The obstacles are removed and we enjoy fellowship with other light walkers. That's because we will obediently and sacrificially be loving one another as Jesus commanded us to do. Therefore, no longer tripping over one another, but enjoying and serving one another in holy fellowship with the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And he says, and we also have access to forgiveness when we mess up and sin against God and one another. He's not saying we'll ever be perfect. We won't. But as we walk in the light of God, we also walk in the light of the gospel of forgiveness. We have a Savior who's gone to the cross to pay for our sins and cleanse us in God's sight. And his blood payment for sin provides a never-ending stream of grace and cleansing and forgiveness for those children of light. The second thing John points out to us is real Christians not only walk in the light, They walk as Jesus did, obediently. John writes, Whoever says I've come to know him, Jesus, but does not obey his commandments is a liar. That's pretty strong language. By this we may be sure we are in him, John says. Whoever says I abide in him ought to walk just as Jesus walked. So if someone says they are a Christian... John is saying here, don't just ask them what they believe, but look at how they live. Are they walking the talk? Are they living obediently to God's commandments, walking as Jesus walked? Unfortunately, a lot of contemporary Christians are not making that kind of a connection in their lives. A disturbing Barna poll that was done years ago come paired the behavior of so-called born-again Christians with the rest of the population. These were people who said they had accepted Christ as their savior and believed the Bible was God's word. That survey found that in a 30-day period, these self-identified Christians were nearly as likely as anyone else to visit a pornographic website to take something that didn't belong to them. To physically fight or abuse someone, to drink too much, to use an illegal drug, to have said something that wasn't true, to have gotten back at someone for something they did, and to have said mean things behind someone's back. Clearly, there is a gap between the belief and behavior of many people who call themselves Christians. A. W. Tozer wrote, Millions of professed believers talk as if Jesus were real and act as if he were not. Our actual position is always to be discovered by the way we act, not by the way we talk. I came across this interesting little story about the mafia. Award-winning investigative journalist Petra Resky, one of the world's leading experts on the Italian mafia, wrote a book called The Honored Society, and it delves into the personal lives and the faith of its members and supporters. Faith in God and living like a mafioso are fairly common in the strange world of Italian mobsters. For example, Sicilian mafioso Marcello Feva, who later left his mafia clan, told an Italian journalist, Before I had to kill someone, I would cross myself. I would say, Dear God, stand by me. Make sure that nothing happens. But I wasn't the only one who crossed himself beforehand and prayed to God. We all did. When mafia boss Bernardo Provenzano was arrested, the police found him with five Bibles, with hundreds of his own margin comments and passages underlined. In his home were 91 sacred statues, 73 of them Christ figures. Each one of them bore the inscription, Jesus, I put my trust in you. Mafia boss Michelle Greco has four books in his prison cell, two liturgical books, the Gospels, and a book entitled Pray. Pray. During his trial, when asked for an explanation to his many murders, he merely replied, I have an invaluable gift, inner peace. John would say, this is a problem. Whoever claims to abide in Christ... Will walk as Jesus walked. Now, in the Bible, that word walk is used to describe one's daily living, one's conduct, behavior. Your walk must match your talk. If you want to talk about Jesus on Sunday, then live like Jesus the rest of the week. Years ago, it was popular to have these WWJD bracelets. Well, what would Jesus do? I would suggest that instead of WWJD, a better question to ask is what would Jesus do if he were me? That's not original by the way with me, that's with Dallas Willard, a author that I like. If Jesus were a parent for instance, what kind of a parent would he be? Which TV shows would he allow his children to watch? How much screen time would they get? How attentive would he be to the kids' health and the friends they choose? How often would he read to them or pray for them? Or say if Jesus were an employee, what kind of employee would Jesus be? I would imagine that he would be known for his integrity, his work ethic, his servant-like attitude towards customers and fellow employees. If Jesus were a retiree, what do you suppose he'd be like? Would he stop serving people in the name of the kingdom of God because it's now time to kick back, relax, and just have fun? Or would his prayers still have a God-use-me-somehow attitude in them? A kingdom people never retire philosophy. Would he still consider himself a student of God's word and world, always exercising that mind in order to know and love and serve God until his very last breath? Finally, third, John says that not only does a real Christian walk in the light and walk as Jesus walked, obediently to God's commands, he says a real Christian is one who strives for righteousness in his or her life. Striving for righteousness is striving to do what is right in God's sight. Playing out your life for an audience of one, your heavenly Father, no matter what Christ tag may be attached to that. True followers of Christ, John says, do not habitually and recklessly violate their Holy Spirit anointing, their new life. You've been born anew through the Holy Spirit. You have a different set of values now. You've been given power from on high to do life God's way. The hearts of genuine Christians have been so transformed, John says, they can no longer live in a continual pattern of sin and lawlessness, at least not with a good conscience. It's a new day, a new life you've been given. Lynn Sullivan tells the story that illustrates the ridiculousness of trying to hang on to the old. In the late 1920s, he writes, my grandparents married and moved into grandpa's old family home. It was a clapboard house with a hall down the middle. In the 30s, they decided to tear down the old house and build another to be their home for the rest of their lives. Much to my grandmother's dismay, much many of the materials of the old house were reused in their new house. They used old facings and doors and many other pieces of the finishing lumber. Everywhere my grandmother looked, she saw that old house. Old doors that wouldn't shut properly, crown molding split and riddled with nail holes, unfinished window trimming. And it was a source of grief to her. All her life, she longed for a new house. Sullivan says, when God brings us into the kingdom... The old way of living must be dismantled and discarded. We live for righteousness' sake. And John points out, that's why Jesus appeared to destroy the works of the devil in the first place, to set us free from him and his ways, from the darkness. Not for us to go back to him. And besides that, following Christ means being in an all-out war with evil and the devil as our Lord was. We're on Christ's side now. We've been transferred from the old kingdom into his kingdom. And John says, little children, don't let anyone deceive you. Practicing righteousness matters to God. It's how we who have received the status of righteousness through Christ's death on the cross live." And we live it out in response to his love for us. So, there we have it from John. Real Christians walk in the light of God. Real Christians walk as Jesus walked, obediently. Real Christians walk the paths of righteousness, doing the right thing. For an audience of one personal question so how is your walk going these days are you walking the talk would you like to go deeper in your relationship with the lord because that's what john is trying to help us do today because that's where the growth the deeper relationship with God happens in one's life after you've said yes to Jesus Christ going deeper doesn't just mean knowing more about Christ but becoming more and more like Christ walking as he did living as an apprentice to him and learning the abundant life So why not take a step today towards a deeper walk with your Lord? Let your light shine as you commit yourself to walking in the light of God, obediently doing life God's way, Christ's way, the right way. It is in doing that, my friends, that you will find the depth and the real life that Jesus Christ came to give to you and to me. Want a deeper walk? Walk in the light. Walk as Jesus walked. Walk the way of righteousness. Amen. Would you pray with me? Merciful God and Father, thank you for shedding light on what is involved in following Jesus Christ as his disciple. By the power of your Spirit, help us to grow in trust, in obedience, and righteousness as we abide in Jesus Christ and walk in your perfect light. May we be people who seek first the kingdom of God and your righteousness. In the perfect and precious name of our Savior, Jesus Christ, we ask this. Amen. Now as you go on your way, may Christ go with you. May he go before you to show you the way, behind you to encourage you, beside you to befriend you, above you to watch over and within you to give you his peace. Amen.
0: You have been worshiping with the radio and internet ministry of the Christian Crusaders. We pray today's message will help you take a step toward a deeper walk with the Lord. Let your light shine as you commit yourself to live in obedience as you do life God's way. Christian Crusaders is a nonprofit ministry supported entirely by the gifts of our listening audience. Many people choose to support this ministry with a memorial gift. A memorial gift is given to remember a loved one or friend. All gifts to this ministry are considered tax-free donations. Address your gifts to Christian Crusaders, Post Office Box 522, Cedar Falls, Iowa 50613. We are thankful to all those who support Christian Crusaders with their prayers and finances. If you enjoyed today's message and would like to hear it again, be sure to check out our website, www.christiancrusaders.org, where you can find a link to both the audio and printed copy of today's program. Previous broadcasts are offered as well as other spiritual helps. Our website address is christiancrusaders.org. CDs and printed copies of today's sermon are available free of charge. However, a gift of any amount to help cover production and mailing cost is always appreciated. Address your request to Christian Crusaders, Post Office Box 522, Cedar Falls, Iowa 50613. Our toll-free telephone number is 1-888-MY-FAITH. That's 1-888-693-2484. In the Cedar Falls, Waterloo, Iowa area, dial two seven seven zero nine two four. We are happy you were able to join us for worship today. And we pray you will join us again next Sunday on this station. Conducting our service was the Reverend Steve Kramer, senior pastor of Shepherd of the Valley Lutheran Church in Afton, Minnesota, and speaker on Christian Crusaders, now in its 82nd year of continuous Sunday worship broadcasting.